the Uncomfortable Show. We have our guests out there. We getting it all outside of the traditional kick. We're talking about education. We're trying to make sure we're not trying. We're doing what you guys. You gotta make it do what it do, baby. What you doing? What you ain't doing is not going to criminalize what we doing because we making it do what it do, baby. Bucko. Yes, sir. Let's go get the last folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's the Unconquerable Because We Believe show. Can we give a round of applause for the guest that's in the building today? We have a special spiritual, religious, everything you can think of when the, when the vibration sits high, these folks go higher. Um, we have a great special guest today. This is episode five, spiritual growth in 2021. And uh, I want to allow these great Unconquerable guests to introduce themselves. So I'm going to start to this queen to my right, your left, but my right. Miss Liv, could you introduce yourself to the good people? Michelle, for sure. Thank you. I am Liv Dooley, and I enjoy inspiring confidence, conversation, and creativity in Christ. I get to do that in so many different ways. I am the founder of the Colorfully Candid Paradigm, okay. which is a girls' group for women and girls, and... I write books and I speak and it's just the adventure of an eternity that I hope you can experience at some point in your life because it's amazing. So that's who I am and I'm grateful to be here. Thankful, thank you for you being here. I deeply appreciate you. Thank you, Queen. To my left, your right, my left, Mr. Pastor. Phenomenal community, West Side, Northtown, baby, all you think of. That's <laughs> the West. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. I'm excited to be here. Uh, thank you for having me, man. You of know course, how bro. much this means to me to just be able to be here. You know, people don't have to invite you to stuff, but they do, so it means a lot. Um, so I'm Pastor Kyle, I'm founder of Outport LV. Um, you guys may know of me. Um, I come from a pretty known family. My family is uh, Pastor Kelsey West Commerce, my parents. Um, but I am my own individual. Um, I love God. I love people. I care about my community. Um, I care about the culture at large. And um, I think what's most important right now is that we need more um, people who are focused on bettering the culture, hmm. irrespective of where you're at. There needs to be a betterment of character and perspective. Right. And so um, I really do love the platform. I love this. I love what is happening today. Um, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you. And then a round of applause for the king himself, Pastor Wes. And then last but not least, our last queen over here to my left, your right, my left, Miss Tracy. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Hello, I am Tracy Cheatham. I am a wellness professional specializing in yoga, meditation, and all things self-exploration and self-love. Founder of Energy Wellness, um, a wellness platform. And yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. And y'all can see these are some some beautiful guests that we have here. So thank you all. It's very very high in spirit. Uh, I love I love the energy we're bringing here, and thank the Lord is here with us for sure. So um, today, like I said before, it's episode five, right? Spiritual growth in 2021, and just a little background story for folks who this is your first time coming into the Unconquerable. This was all uh, started last summer. I was in quarantine like everybody else sitting here like okay uh, i was working on another i was working on another business thing with some friends helping them get their thing and i was like all right well i start my doc program mm -hmm. next month so this is july i'm saying what am i gonna do all right i know i'm gonna do it in mentorship but what am i gonna really do it in so as many of y'all know i'm a i'm a member of alpha Alpha fraternity incorporated 
And one of the poems we had to learn was Invictus. And the first stanza, Out of the Night That Covers Me, Black as a Pit from Pole to Pole, I think whatever God's may be for my unconquerable soul. Unconquerable soul always stood out to me. And I made my own definition of what unconquerable means, which is uh, one who takes on personal, structural, systematic, and economical barriers to still become successful yeah. in their own marriage, right? That's good, man. And uh, I did it that way because everyone has their own path and it doesn't, and there's no one right way, yeah. right? So when I did that, I was like, okay, I thought about, I've, I've known a lot of y'all for years, or I've known of y'all for some years, right? And I've seen everyone's path, and I was like, okay, great. I work in mentorship. I work in higher ed. What's, what are the problems that I see? So black mentorship is what I want to do my dissertation on. And my dissertation title is The Unconquerable, What Factors of Informal and Formal Mentorship um, Are Effective Towards Degree Completion in Higher Education in Nevada. So that's... Doing that, reading some of the articles, reading a lot of articles, not some. Let me not dumb it down. <laughs> I, I've been reading a lot this past year, more reading than I've done for the past five years. I'll tell you that. And so not only just reading, but also being with my students at the college that I work at, talking to them, having rap sessions about all these different factors that are affecting them on a day and day basis. And then they still are expected to perform in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that came up that was heavy was therapy. And not only therapy, but religion and spirituality. So some students have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Some students don't really understand the difference. And that's going to really be the first question for this dialogue, for this, for this dialogue of our conversation of this episode. Um, And I would like for all y'all to answer. What is, what is the difference between spirituality and religion? And anybody can take off the state first with that. So I really feel as if spirituality and religion really are two sides of the same coin. I do believe they go together. That spirituality helps you to identify your own personal relationship with God. Religion, however, is that organized set of beliefs that help you to grow in your relationship with God. And I feel like they are both necessary. I know that biblical spirituality helps us to recognize, as it says in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12, that we have the spirit of God inside of us. And that's different than the world. And because we have the spirit of God inside of us, Mm -hmm. we can understand the marvelous and wonderful things of the world. And so I feel as if they both go together because I have to be on a constant pursuit of a relationship with God for myself. It betters me in every way, but I also really need community to help facilitate and foster that. And so I feel as if they they really work well together. Okay. How about you? Um, I, I, I think for me the major difference is, is uh, spirituality is eternal, mm-hmm. while religion is for the earth. So mm-hmm. religion is a time thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think as long as we have time, people will always find ways to make something religious. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you realize or not, your school system is a religious sect. Mm-hmm. It is a type of belief right. that is constricted to these rules. Right. And so um, whereas spirituality... It is something that someone takes into their own hands and they make a choice about what it is that they will pursue. Mm -hmm. And so for the Christian, your pursuit is of Jesus. Um, For, you know, other people, you know, their pursuit is of whatever they believe to be something that they will 
um, trust their eternity in. So my, my spirituality is in what I trust to keep me even after I leave time. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So once time stops, what will be there for me? Right. So you have people who worship different things and they're tapping into a spiritual walk or, you know, spirituality at large. Right. And so, um, you know, of course my belief is, is I trust in the thing that does not die and that sits above time. Right. And so anything that was found in time mm-hmm. is not worthy of my spirituality. Mm-hmm. But anything that sits above time right. will always have all of my worship. Mm-hmm. And so that's 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 my difference. Because because that even that con, that that structure or that meaning of time because time really doesn't exist. Time doesn't exist. Um, and that's something that a lot of people don't grasp mm-hmm. of. And I think when when your folks like ourselves who do more than one thing we understand that yeah. right like mm-hmm. folks are like oh my god how are you able to do this yeah. do that do that yeah. well for one i mean for me now i'm getting a little personal but mm-hmm. when my faith is that strong like my faith is strong for one yeah. two i understand that i that god has allowed me to have control mm-hmm. over what i want to achieve in a matter of a time frame if you want to because you can get a lot done when you reach that atonement yeah. and that's a whole other type of spirituality so it's a of, it's a, but it's a place of peace, peace. in your spirituuality what? that allows you to um, realize that there is nothing that is unconquerable Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking. You see, you see, you seen that plug. You seen that plug there. You seen that plug there. Bucko, Bucko you seen that plug there. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I'm gonna answer your question, but I have a question. Have you read A Course in Miracles? No. Okay. I've heard your mention of atonement just brought that to mind. I read Joseph Campbell's uh, Power of Myth. Okay. I've also read Dan Millman's The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Ooh, uh, that's a real good one. Yeah, that's a good um, one. Carl, uh, Carl Castaneda, The Journey to Excellence. There's different books yeah, that I've, yeah. I pipped on where yeah. that concept of time. And then I actually, I forgot, the, I forgot, please forgive me, y'all. I forgot the scripture where they talked about the concept of time oh, okay. in the Bible. And it all, that's where it all came for me to understand like, oh, but it was really plain in sight because mm-hmm. of the way of the peaceful mm-hmm. warrior. He literally, it literally says time doesn't exist. Yeah. And then I remember going back to the, like that week. And I remember it was like an epiphany that happened. Mm-hmm. I read that and I was like, Time don't exist. Then I went to church. Yeah. Then the pastor was talking about the concept mm-hmm. of time. I was like, oh, this is real. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's honestly really found in Genesis. Genesis, that's right. And so, you know, in the beginning, mm-hmm. what is that? Yeah. It was all chaos at the beginning. There was no... Yeah. And I have a whole doctrinal thing on that. But, you know, the beginning, you know, he stops whatever he's doing. Because mm-hmm. I always tell people, he's already done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's, it's already done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The reason why I brought that up is because you mentioned of time and um, in the book, of course, in Miracles, it talks about the purpose of time mm-hmm. is to bring us back to atonement or at one with, at at one one. One with well, all mm-hmm. that is, right? God, the universe, the great all, the, the great mystery, whatever you call it. Um, and so when you mentioned that, I thought about it. Yeah. But I agree that time does not exist um, or it's a tool to get us back to that oneness with God. But mm-hmm. to answer your question... I believe that the difference between spirituality and religion, spirit is your uniqueness, like mm-hmm. your core, who you are, who you were created to be, how you view the world, all those things. Like our body is just a mechanism of that. Our mind is just a mechanism of that. But the spirit is 
you, right? The part of God that lives within you. Right. Um, and I think that religion is anything that you do consistently and consecutively in a certain way. So mm-hmm. I would hope that you brush your teeth religiously in the yeah. morning, afternoon, and Flo- Floss night. too. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, <laughs> I would hope that you bathe religiously and now, you know, wash your hands religiously. Those are things that you just kind of do consistently after a certain trigger or after a certain... Um, behavior, right? When you go to the bathroom, you wash your hands. That's right. a religion. So um, anything that you kind of do consistently for whatever purpose, whether it be health, whether it be edification, whether it be nourishment, you eat your meals religiously at a certain time, those types of things. Those are my, That's how I would define it. Okay. Well, thank you. Because that leads into my next question. Uh, whoa, I'm tripping, y'all. Um, that leads to my next question because this is where, now this is where the debate always happens in, especially in our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you be too religious and lack spiritual connection to God? Absolutely. And like, how did, like, according to Yes. Actually, can you be too religious? Absolutely. Yes. Can you lack spiritual connection to God? My answer would be no, because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't even, I wasn't familiar with that verse, but that's my actual belief. Like, there's a piece of God inside of every single walking human being, every single thing, right? Mm-hmm. And how can you connect to something that, or disconnect from something that is within you? Mm-hmm. You can't really. You can try to forget about it, you can push it down, you can shun it away, you can uh, try to numb yourself to become oblivious of it, but it's there, like your thumb is there, unless you cut it off, and because it's a spirit, you can't cut it off, so you can't, I don't think you can be disconnected, you can maybe be ignorant of your connection, Mm -hmm. but in the book, of course, in Miracles, it talks about um, only what is eternal is real, Right. right? God is the only eternal, and love is the only eternal, and anything outside of that will perish eventually, right? Mm -hmm. And so how can you disconnect from something that is eternal? You really can't. And that's our souls. That's our spirits. But being too religious, absolutely. Um, Just like I said, you don't need to brush your teeth every hour. But if you chose to do that, your gums will probably bleed. You'll probably get, you know, um, maladaptive circumstances in your mouth. So I think that along with anything else, that can apply. That's kind. Uh, Tracy, I love what you said. I absolutely love it. And I agree. You know, when I think about the psalmist and how King David wrote in Psalm 139, he said that if I go up to heaven, you're there, God. But if I make my bed in hell, you are there. And we do not separate ourselves from God. However, I do believe that we can have practices based in our religion that can suppress our relationship and our expression and the full expression of how God wants to move within our lives. You know, I do personally believe that there are many religious practices that are good, whether it's brushing your teeth or memorizing scripture. That is good. It's going to help you. But if you begin to look at the practices and the requirements and demands that people have placed on you above your relationship with God, you really may find that the fullest expression of how God wants to speak and breathe and move through you is suppressed. And so I just really do think that it is possible to um, depend and rely Mm -hmm. on traditions and routines and systems more uh, than it's necessary. Mm. So I think it's helpful. Can you uh, restate the question? Yeah, yes, no problem. So the question was, uh, can you be too religious and lack spiritual connection to God? Um, I wholeheartedly believe you can. Mm-hmm. Um, all throughout our history, 
one of the things that has happened, specifically if we're going to talk about people of color, we have become a people that gets so caught up in the rituals of things, and it causes us to make our God the ritual. Mm -hmm. And so because the ritual is alive, we put that life on the same level as an eternal thing. Mm -hmm. And so you take, for example, the different perspectives over time of who God is and the different things that have happened, it kind of shows that we as a people do at some point become disconnected with God. Okay. Because what, at least from my perspective of mm -hmm. scripture, there is one God mm -hmm. and beside him, there is no other. Mm -hmm. And what people do though is, is they live a life of idolatry where they begin to make gods out of different things. So you have people who make gods out of social media, mm -hmm. people who make gods out of people, people who make gods out or of organizations, organizations, organizations yes. and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And what tends to happen is, is, is if this ain't, what I'm supposed to, or if I'm so in love with this, I'll serve this more than I serve God. Mm -hmm. I teach people all the time in our ministry. Um, if you ever find yourself in a place to where your love for doing this work or your mm -hmm. love for me causes you to stop loving him like you're supposed to, there, there, there's probably going to be rebuke there. Right. Mm -hmm. Because reality of it is, is, is it's, it's not about us. Mm -hmm. It's about him. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times for many people, they find themselves in positions, especially black Christians, mm -hmm. have found themselves over time um, disinterested, disgusted, mm -hmm. yeah. um, and they point the blame out there. When in reality, it was you. You got enamored. My grandfather is one of the most legendary pastors out here. Um, is one of the um, founders of, um, like, during a time in the 50s, 60s, where black pastors are starting to be able to buy land and do different things. Mm -hmm. And um, there are people to this day um, to where since he died, they don't go to church anymore. Wow. Well, because their pastor is no longer here. Mm -hmm. And so when I see, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's where my belief comes from. Because how do you grow up and you're in child, you're in church, you shouting, praising God. Mm -hmm. So you say, mm -hmm. and you are, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So you say, mm -hmm. and the minute this man dies, there goes your walk. Right. There goes your, I guess, uh, your connection. Yes. And now you wild out. Right now, or it's like a person you're married, and you were so Christian when you were married, and then the minute you got divorced, yeah. what happened to it? What or, or you know, you see what I'm saying? Like all of that type of stuff. Oh, was yeah. your God God, or was mm -hmm. your God what you actually mm -hmm. were in love with? And that's the thing. Do you feel like that scenario can be effective in the reverse? So, whereas someone was seeking for that connection through the church or through a pastor. Do you feel, and the, the converse can be true, someone seeking that connection through themselves without going to church? Do you feel like that is a possibility? Um, from my doctrinal, from my doctrinal um, perspective, I do think that um, self-work is necessary. However, I do not think that um, you will fully achieve what it is you're here for without that Peace. to a degree. Peace. Because, um, and most people do not know this, mm -hmm. but the church... And its leadership structure that America knows now is actually far off from right. what it's supposed Absolutely. to be. Right. And right. so what y'all call pastors, mm 
um, is a lot different from how I view pastors. Okay. Um, I think most people really have never had the right leadership mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. right teaching. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they end up being turned off. But I think, you know, the Bible says that, you know, as long as the earth remains, mm-hmm. the church will be here. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't think that because in 2021 people are fed up with the institution mm-hmm. that we should begin to um, totally isolate ourselves and say, well, I'm good on my own. Oh, because yeah. no kid yeah, went yeah. to school and said this, I didn't meet yes, a principal. Right. I just had this no, conversation. No, no adult this conversation. in yeah. 2020, if we really want to be honest, Maybe no less. adult in 2021 mm-hmm. can honestly say you're fine and you have daddy issues or you have yeah. mommy issues. Mm-hmm. You needed someone to yeah, parent yeah. you. Yeah. You needed someone to guide you. And yeah. what's wild to me is, is people will stop going to church, but mm-hmm. they will, they'll go to, no, I'm not even going to jobs. You will pay for therapy because mm-hmm. I'm a guy that that I have a therapist mm-hmm. and I have a pastor. Mm-hmm. But I think it's crazy. You will say you don't need leadership and then go get leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> it doesn't make sense yeah. to me. Either. So you know we can't be walking contradictions. Yes, here. exactly. And so that's that's the thing for me. And yeah. So I think I I do think you do need to go home, and that's actually the Berean Church. How do you identify with that? How do I identify with that? Well, just people in general. How do I? Well, the main thing is, is just you have to have a place of you have to be at a place of maturity where you're just able to say, hmm, um, there's only so much you can really give me because at the end of the day, you're still a man, mm-hmm. right. you're still a woman, mm-hmm. and so I still have to do my own work. I need to know you for myself, yes, mm-hmm. because you can fall. Yeah, absolutely. You can lose your mind. Absolutely. I could go crazy today, and there's people who still have a responsibility because at the end of the day, when you have to face God. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to accept the excuse, oh, look, yep, I know Kyle was your pastor, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to cut you. Like, no, no. Yeah. you had a calling, you had a purpose, yeah. you had a destiny that you are responsible for. Um, the leadership of the church are stewards. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Right, right, yes, right. yes, not owners of anything. <laughs> yeah. Steward. I'm a steward. I'm not an owner of you. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Mama can teach me all she wants to. Dad can teach me all he wants to. But it's on me to make it's my on own you. decisions. And, and, that, and that's yeah. something I come to on a personal now on a personal tip when I was talking to my students about this mm-hmm. I was explaining that mm-hmm. and a lot of them were like well they like because we they become so conditioned to the fact that well this is my pastor and it's like it your relationship with God your spiritual connection go, has to go past has your pastor yeah. and people and that that's that, and that's where I say personal tip for folks who are watching on the show because mm-hmm. these are things that these students who are younger mm-hmm. don't understand and where and a lot of these students are misguided. Yeah. So how can you? So how can us, even as, in a professional setting, right? Because we're supposed to be mm-hmm. neutral, but it's like, nah, bro. Like I believe what I believe, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and I, I respect whatever faith yeah. base you walk in. I think in. that's the neutral. Yeah, that's that's the neutral. Yeah. Where the fact that I do respect it, mm-hmm. yeah. but. If you're asking me, I have that right to speak yeah, what's the truth and what's for me and right. what has worked, but you need to find yours. Yeah. So how do we talk to these students or even the youth? Because I know y'all work with different, a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. So how do we speak that truth into them? It's like, listen, what what was my walk is not going to be yours. Mm-hmm. What my experience was is not going to be for you because I can tell you when I was getting a divorce and lived in Texas, I, was, I went from being with my ex-wife's church and I was like I need to go find my own mm-hmm. and I, but and I and I I did that while being mad at God still. Mm-hmm. I was pissed at God. Like I was like I was like yes. man forget you, bro. Like I, that's how I really felt. I was like so upset with God. I was sitting there I was sitting there Dr. Parsons preaching. I'm here I'm I'm, I'm just so mad. Mm-hmm. And then it's like why am I still sitting here? Yeah. 
But a lot of people don't have that discipline to do that. Yeah. So why, how can we talk that truth into our students? Because these are part of the things I talk to Absolutely. about my students about. You know, I think that one of the things that kind of d helps or leads us to become distracted from what we believe and even continue in pursuit of it is the disappointment that sets in. Yeah. And I really find that when young people or any people, to be honest, mm -hmm. feel disappointed mm -hmm. in a loss, disappointed in an unmet expectation, they pull back. Yeah. But I think that just like you said, it really requires you to keep pursuing because that's where resilience is mm -hmm. birthed. That's where perseverance yes. is birthed. Mm -hmm. And the word tells us to consider it pure joy. My mm -hmm. brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many yes. kinds, yes. because the testing of your faith produces perseverance so let perseverance have its perfect work it will leave you mature and complete lacking nothing we have to be willing to undergo the uncomfortable in pursuit of what we say but we believe to find out if it's real but you will never you will never find out if it's real if you tap out early mm, that's right mm, that's very true that's real i think um it looks like how we're doing here reframing it too right like I noticed the reservation in you expressing that anger with God. Like, yeah. I was mad at God. Um, and I think that we've all been conditioned to be like, oh, don't be disrespectful God, to God. God does not care about don't your care anger. About like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I spent so long angry at God, like, like going at it. Like, how do you know what I mean? And I'm a peon for, right. for all intents and purposes, right? I'm valuable. But what does my anger have to do um, with his work or her work or their work as far as God is concerned. You know what I'm saying? But I also think that, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. But I also think that just making it okay to say like, hey, it's okay to be mad, but what do you feel like is the right, right thing, thing for you? Like right. what's in alignment with how you feel? Do you feel like going to a different church is in alignment? That's going to be a yes or a no, and that's perfectly fine because you can't escape God. Your yeah. plan is your plan. Your mission is your mission. It won't leave you alone. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to die out because you made a left instead of a right. You just won't have to go all the way back around now. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, so, right, right. Like, that kind of sucks. And I think that um, just having that general framework of the purpose of the church, the purpose of God, and, like, the purpose of spiritual connection and religious activity is for your highest good. Right. I feel like when people exactly. don't understand that it becomes easy to perform. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of actually doing the work. So. Come on. I'll uh, just tag on that. I, I think performance is something that's very real. Yeah. Um, and I think when you, um, when you destroy the construct that people are used to, it forces them to confront themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I found is, is I've caught a lot of flack from, older pastors and stuff in the city right. because I preach at the dysfunction of the construct that they think is just so great and then I look at our city mm -hmm. and I go there's millions of people and only one church has 10,000 members that's another conversation that's an old another conversation and so in yeah. terms of this you know I look it's, it's work to be done mm -hmm. you know transparently speaking I'm in one of the most tough seasons of my life the mm -hmm. toughest seasons of my life right now you're not alone and um, as a man yeah, yeah. You know, I appreciate Pastor Kyle. Yeah. But as a man, God, what's up? Right, right, right. What's up? Like, what's up, bro? Why, yeah. why, why, what is going on? You got to make this make sense. Mm -hmm. I hear it for everybody else. I prophesy all the time. I've given words, mm -hmm. stuff that has come to pass. Like, God, you got to make this make sense. Mm -hmm. 
I'm doing what you said do make it make sense though. Right. And it's that it's that part of just realizing that the author of our feelings is him. Mm. Everything we feel he has felt. Right. All throughout scripture you can find every emotion is in scripture. Right. Every emotion is throughout the the the, the chronological order of time whatever you believe that to be you can find the emotion that God felt concerning a people. Mm-hmm. I talked last week um, um, David wrote, um, he actually wrote out what he sang to his people when he was in a time where he was burdened. Mm-hmm. Um, David, a black man around, uh, I know it's in BC time, the, the date is slipping me, but he's singing a song um, encouraging his people to leave their rituals, to leave their idol worship, right. and to turn back to God. And the people, according to um, theologians, they are laughing at this man worship. Mm-hmm. He's in pain mm-hmm. and he's doing his assignment and he's worshiping. Yeah. And the people that he's supposed to be leading are laughing. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it, it kind of hits you. It makes you go, okay, God, yeah, that you must be building me for something. Yes. Yeah. You must be doing something in me. I tell everybody, every kid that I come, because my family does black concerts, we meet kids all the time, family issues, all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. We tell them, I'm like, listen, God is trying to show you mm-hmm. a glimpse of your destiny. Everything we go through mm-hmm. is tied to what it is we're here for. I think, And then sometimes, I think that's what's hard for students, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're in that moment, it's a bit of that survival mode or I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Opposed to being like, let me take myself out the situation mm-hmm. and see what he's trying to do, right? Because mm-hmm. what I, I believe one of my favorite scriptures, James James four and six, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. There's that piece of humility for you, and mm-hmm. I don't mean humility by say I don't mean humility to the fact of you're subjecting your worth because that's mm-hmm. where people they yeah that's where the mm-hmm. ego comes from people when it comes to humility. It, no, it means. Okay, you have that anger, and it may be justified, mm-hmm. but take yourself out and see what he's trying to show you. Whatever whatever gods you believe in, for folks, right. there's, my, there's my neutral stance, right? There's my, for whatever folks, whatever you believe in, right, mm-hmm. where, where is, are you allowing yourself to put that dragon aside mm-hmm. and see what's going on? Mm-hmm. So, I, man, I, I love that. I, man, y'all just, <laughs> I love that. that and I think that's across the board just even from a psychological perspective when you move out of the emotional activity and you ground yourself like I'm sitting in a chair my hands are on my knees I can take a deep breath like Mm -hmm. I'm essentially in this moment safe I'm fine I think that that is great across the board but even to transition it into a more esoteric perspective like um, when you go through tough seasons I think that obviously you know when your faith is built it's like like you said, one of the toughest season. I'm two days out. I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm out of the toughest season. But it, we were just in there, okay. And it got to the point where I was just like, listen, like my soul is eternal, so I, I'm either gonna die here or I'm not. Like you know what I mean? And just releasing that uh, angst or that emotional activity to just let it kind of ride it out for the lesson. I feel like benefited me a lot. You know what I mean? And there's always a lesson. But I think it's interesting that you mention like make it make sense I have those conversations with God too sometimes and it's really just like uh he doesn't have to make nothing make sense to me like you know what I mean this isn't my show like this is his show it was my thought like I would love for some sense I would love for some understanding but I know that I can barely manage the 33 years I had on earth like 
I, I'm not entitled to yeah. that understanding because I know it's above, above me. That's my thought. That's always my thought process. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that for sure. You know, I put my trust in Jesus. And so when I talk about him, that's mm -hmm. who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But I just feel as if he's a deeply intimate and personal God. And even when it doesn't make sense in that moment, because I have been there and uh, am always fading in and fading out, right? It usually begins to make sense after mm -hmm. some time, mm -hmm. even Absolutely. if it's just in the fact that I learned I was strong enough mm -hmm. to go through that suicidal ideation, mm -hmm. to experience that rape, and then to help someone else through it. And so I just know that in time, mm -hmm. yeah. it can and mm -hmm. will make sense. Absolutely. Man. And this, um, to, to segue this into the heavy question, the last question of this episode, right? Um, I want to see how y'all feel about it. So do you, do you all feel our education system between PK through 12, public schools and higher ed, higher ed institutions should teach about the comparisons and or differences in religion and spirituality? Should teach about the comparison. Can you read the last part of that question? Yeah, compare like teach about the comparison, comparisons and or differences in religions and spirituality, or just even teach mm -hmm. about it in general, because there comes a point where uh, folks have questions about the mm -hmm. Muslim or being Christian yeah. or being Baptist or being yeah. this. Like from a, I, I was, I was baptized as a Second Baptist, yeah. but I'm a, I'm a Christian. Like mm -hmm. when I was born, you know, mm -hmm. I'm born and raised from here, but. Mm -hmm. I understand my walk in faith, but yeah. I also respect and understand the different constructs yeah. of religion, but we all still have one common goal. There's a spiritual, yeah. but there's different approaches. So right. should should education, our, our school districts teach about that? It's, it's touchy. Yeah. I think so, if they're going to be educating, right? If right. they're going to be indoctrinating, then I think that that's unfair. Exactly. But I think that if you're educating, it... Um, it serves everyone to be a, a more informed whomever, right? Right. Um, one of the drawbacks right. that I have when it comes to religious conversations is I'm usually in religious conversations with people with a one like with one scope regardless of what the religion they practice right um, they're not aware of how other religious like uh, organized religions operate and I feel like if that were to be true there'd be like a lot of underlying understanding like there's a lot of connections there's differences of course but I feel like if people were just more aware of the connections, the oneness yes. and everything, there'd be a lot less religious motivated trauma mm -hmm. um, and violence across across the globe. I and, think. and that's and that's more yeah. of the teaching that I was yeah, trying yeah, to express. Yeah. More so yeah. not not compare and contrast to be like, oh one is better than the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But more so of so understanding. Yes, yeah. yes. Informative. Informative, yes. That's I definitely appreciate your perspective and I do think that it's important. I absolutely do for higher education though, in my opinion. Simply because I do teach little students and even at the school district level and they are so impressionable. And I really feel that it is difficult, if not impossible, to distance yourself from your preferences. Mm -hmm. I have some uh, colleagues that have incredibly different ideologies mm -hmm. than I do. And so I don't know if they would take the time to be informed mm -hmm. on what it means to be Christian yeah. um, or have the the desire mm -hmm. to share 
it mm. in a positive light. Mm-hmm. And that's just quite honest. Yeah. Um, so I would actually rather it remain outside of the classroom mm-hmm. in elementary and middle and high school. However, I do believe that there is a place for it in higher education. Mm-hmm. I was in a world religions class my freshman year and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I had a ton of disagreements with the class. <laughs> but <laughs> I will say that At that point, I was a lot less impressionable Mm -hmm. and I was able to make the decision Mm -hmm. as to what I wanted to take in, what I wanted to leave out and Mm -hmm. what I wanted to continue to study versus a seven year old that looks up to her teacher and just loves everything that comes out of her mouth. Right, 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 right. I, um, I'm sorry, what are you about to say? You go in and out I have personal experience with that. So I have, she's 10 years old now, but... Um, when she was very young, like three, we do these birthday interviews um, every year on her birthday. We ask the exact same question, so we see how it evolves, right? Yeah, my daughter. So So she's 10 now. We did the first one when she was three, Um, and her dad and I decided we weren't going to indoctrinate at all. We'll let you choose for yourself, and it just so happens that she chose what I guess would be best described as Christianity. She likes to go to Christian churches. She believes in God. She understands Jesus and things like that. But we framed it for her as this is what mommy believes. This is what daddy believes. This is what Nana believes. This is what other people around the world believe. You get to choose for yourself what feels in alignment with you. And it was and it was pretty cool to see that pan out because on her birthday interview, one of the questions is, what is your favorite book? And she was like, the Bible, book, meaning the Bible. And we both kind of looked at each other like, we don't read the Bible. Like, we're, it's, you know, at three years old, we weren't put, like, we didn't know anybody around her who would express that to her. I'm sure she had maybe, like, a little cultural one just to have, but that, but that was her thing. And then as she even, within that two years, she was like, she asked to go to church. Can I go to church? And her dad and I were like, how do you know about church? Like, who has, like, put that on your radar? But, we, of course, we took her, like, and she enjoyed it. And that's been her path. Um, but I do agree, having worked in the school system, I know that how teachers can be, but I think it does take a great degree of sensitivity mm-hmm. and objectiveness. Um, and even even if that objectiveness is just saying, like, this is what I believe, but you decide for yourself. I highly doubt at that young age, for the average mm-hmm. student, my kid's a little bit different. Um, she's like 35 on the inside. Um <laughs> I think that maybe the average student maybe wouldn't receive it, well, receive it well, but yeah. I, I like to believe that it's possible. Right, right. Framed correctly. Too, huh? The households probably wouldn't oh, receive yeah. it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, my mom might be something. Yeah. Just saying my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, she a little different mm-hmm. talking to teachers and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, she teach them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what? I always feel like if what you believe is grounded, where where is that fear coming from? Right, like, right, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, Trauma, your troop. Yeah, of, of course. But it's like mm-hmm. when we talk about, when I talk about spirituality and religious beliefs, like, I believe that there's no fear there because I know what's true for me. And I hope that people who believe as well, I, I know that fear is not a part of anybody's religious belief that I know of right mm-hmm. so when I when I hear those experiences like I'm afraid for my kid to be exposed but it's almost like well if you truly believe where is that fear coming from if you know you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. that sex talk you know stuff like that I do that different too in my house so. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying like you yeah, your parents don't teach you a little different in the school don't teach yeah. you on a sex ed or something yeah. like that like, right. and that's more perspective you, you know mm-hmm. that's a gamut mm-hmm. you get a gamut of perspectives and then you can choose I'm really big on choice uh-huh. personal choice I love choice <laughs> you don't trust it no I love choice oh. <laughs> um no you wouldn't okay 
I'm going to tell you why. Um, I don't think people should teach on anything until the people are part of that thing fully understand it themselves. I don't think most Christians really understand Christianity. What that means. Um, Or even the Because we still have Christians who are under the belief that Christianity is a new religion. That's true. Um, Which I just got done with my church. Um, I I guess tearing down that doctrine because um, we have people in 2021 who are still saying that, you know, all of these other religions are older. And the reality of it is, is, is in the beginning right. was the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when that word was in whatever the word decided the beginning was, mm-hmm. that's when his ways became known. Mm-hmm. And so we have, um, you know, people that have all of these different perspectives. And until you can come to a point where we can say, this is the definitive belief of these people. I should not teach that. Mm. Mm. Um, it's kind of like right now, and this is a even a thing that I'm studying, a personal study of mine. Um, there's a fight for the. Um, I'm me. I'm, I'm I can be myself. There's a fight for the education of the history of a certain community. Mm-hmm. Well, until that story is fully expressed the same by all of the people in the community, how can we teach? Mm our children this way. Same thing with black people in slavery. Right, right, right. Until black people tell the truth about what really went oh, wow. down and really get educated on what really on what went would down. happen. Because it wasn't all ships and boats and Ooh, sir. a lot of Let's us betraying us for the sake of our own greed and not, once not the, knowing what was on the other side. Not either. knowing what was on the other yeah. side and once our greed ate us alive, mm-hmm. we had nothing else. Yeah. And so until we tell the truth about that you know, it's just all of these different things. There's a. I've come to the realization there is no real education until everybody repents for lying. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good perspective. It's, yeah. it's, it's a real truth. We have lied to ourselves for so long. I think that's one of the reasons why this world is being confronted right now. Mm-hmm. I want you to pay attention to how now more than ever there's a people that are addicted to the word toxicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's all and it's all over it's all the networks right now. <laughs> but if you pay attention to that, every time period there are words that reach out at a people, and it's because of the sins of the past. Mm-hmm. And so we're now in a place where people are confronting the reality of I'm carrying generations mm-hmm. of lies. Yes, generations of dysfunction, generations of these truths because it happened yeah but it ain't the whole truth right and so you know i think that's my thing and so you know even like you know today and i'm not being disrespectful it's just a reality you have christians who still aren't sure if god is god uh, or if god is a universe Mm -hmm. or is he the universe Mm -hmm. and you know, you have people who are, is Jesus God? Is the Holy Spirit God? Is mm-hmm. he some it? Is it mm-hmm. uh, he? The big bang. Is all God a she? Mm-hmm. I've read Ecclesiastes and I'm, I'm reading this verse and it, it's seeming to point to some type of feminine energy, mm-hmm. but nowhere else in scripture is this there. So is this a, is this right. that? And you're trying to correct all these dots mm-hmm. and then you have all of these different things. And then the fad of saying, I'm going to put it out there, man, that, that culture, the manifest culture. Mm-hmm. And, and so you have all these different things, and it's infiltrating the church, it's yes, infiltrating the yes, schools, yes. it's infiltrating the home, and 
you know, and so my thing is, is until we can get to a point where without fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, because this is something that I've realized. I'm only scared to lose mm-hmm. what I don't know is mine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. If you're really mine, what am I afraid for? That's a question, right? If, I, if, if you're really my God, what am I scared of? Mm-hmm. I have nothing to worry about because you're mine. Yeah. You said that you love me. You said mm-hmm. that you care for me. So what, what, what do I have to fear? Right. You'll always be there. Right. And I think the reality of it is, is most Christians don't trust the omnipresent nature of God. Right. And so, like, I had a moment last week where I was driving, and it was a personal worship time. I love to drive and just listen to it, worship music, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm having a tough day. And I um, just began to just say, God, why do you love me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all of my life and everything that I've been through, and your love has always been there. Mm-hmm. Then you hit me. I find safety in that love. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Most people don't have safety in their beliefs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of the dysfunction around them, the dysfunction mm-hmm. in yes. them. And so that, that, that hurts your education. It's kind of like school education. How productive is a hungry kid? Right. <laughs> right. Man. Yeah. You, I want you to deal with that. Yeah. How productive. Okay, so watch this. If, if, if you were a, watch this. If you were a hungry kid that couldn't focus on simple mathematics. Well, well. How do I trust you mm-hmm. while you're a starving adult yeah. who can't handle Facebook attention? Right. Yeah. That's a that's a real question. That's a real question. That's real. It's a real question. That's real. And so like that's that's the culture right now. Right. Yeah. So I'm in a fight. Yeah. I think we're all in that fight. We are. What do yeah. I believe? Yeah. You know? yeah. I wanna yeah. you have something. I wanna ask you, mm-hmm. so um I read that I'm reading this book. It's called the Yoga Sutras. It's about the the philosophy of yoga, uh-huh. but it speaks about God also. Um, and today's reading is basically God is um, indescribable, right? Yeah. We can yeah. only describe Him from our limited perspective, and that's everybody, right? That's biblical. So I'm thinking with you saying that someone can only teach once they have the full understanding. How is I? I'm, I thought two things. Is that actually possible if we're teaching God because we'll never have the full understanding? Mm -hmm. Or do you see a difference between teaching God as the all and then teaching Christ's walk, which, you know, began, which, you know, began the term Christianity? What do you think about that? I think that is exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. There is a major difference between Mm -hmm. Christ and Christianity and Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think we are limited. But we do have some cliff notes, you know, mm-hmm. some things mm-hmm. that allow us to say, okay, are we going to agree this is who he is? Okay. Are we going to agree that he is God? Are we going mm-hmm. to agree that he is Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. that this is the only spirit that cannot be cast out? Mm-hmm. So he's not on the same level as a lying spirit mm-hmm. or as a Jezebel or, mm-hmm. you know, Ahab and all these different things. Mm-hmm. Are we going to agree that he is also father? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like that that aspect. There are some infinite things, though, mm-hmm. that we do not have the ability to um, fully conceptualize, mm-hmm. such as one of my favorite scriptures that will always be a study of mine is, um, in the New Testament, Paul writes that if we suffer with him, we will also reign with him. Mm. Quick question. If we will reign with him, mm-hmm. over what? 
Um, oh, yeah, that's a great question. It's I, eternity. Yeah. So you've got to make that make sense for me. Mm-hmm. That's something we cannot conceptualize. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Christianity, mm-hmm. we can we can, uh, we can can come to some agreement about mm-hmm. this is what Jesus would have done. Mm-hmm. We can come to some agreement about this is how Jesus would have felt on this issue, mm-hmm. even if he didn't agree. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We would have healthier relationships, mm-hmm. healthier dialogues. And I think that's where I'm coming from when it comes mm-hmm. to beliefs. And that's not just Christians, it's Muslims, yeah. that's, mm-hmm. you know, Buddhists, that's, you know, free thinkers, everybody, whoever you are, mm-hmm. you know, we can agree here. These will be our points of agreement. Now, whatever else you decide to do, mm-hmm. that's on you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the sake of that, because that's even my thing in the church, you know, there's thousands of denominations, mm-hmm. and it's simply because. People got offended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the birthing of a denomination is offense. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that, you mm-hmm. go, wow, had we really done it his way, mm-hmm. what would there ever have been a rule for offense? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like a separate perspective could also have led to different denominations? Is it always, do you think it's always offense? Oh, it's always offense. Because watch this. If I don't know how to handle a separate perspective, I'm mm-hmm. going to be offended. Mm-hmm. So watch this. You have said things in this conversation that I may not necessarily agree with. And I've probably said some things that you may not necessarily agree with. But do I have to be offended? Right. Or do I just have to embrace the fact that you're yeah. you, I'm me. Yeah. That don't make you yeah. not an a awesome person. That'll yeah, make me yeah, not yeah, an yeah, awesome yeah. person. Yeah. But we don't have to now go down and, and, and literally how it works, especially in the city. The history of our city is mm-hmm. there was one church on the west side. Mm-hmm. And somebody in their church mm. got mad, saved up money, bought the land across the street. Child is. Um, that's the history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our yeah. people are petty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people. People, people are petty. That's the nature. That's the nature. That's where I'm coming yes, from. It's yes. just about. Okay, do I have to? No, okay, yeah. cool. Yes. That's what you feel. Yeah. That, Absolutely. Like, yeah. And I hope these conversations continue. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the pursuit of the uh, knowledge of who God is is important. Yeah. You know, he is the God unto every generation from everlasting to everlasting. He is God. And there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. However, I want the next generation to know him. And they won't come into that knowledge without our choice to have conversations like this. Mm -hmm. We have something intrinsically within us that wants to connect with him because Mm -hmm. he is a part of us. But there are opposing forces in this universe. There are opposing forces in this world. And, you know, the truth is that faith is being attacked everywhere. So whether you have all of the information and all of the knowledge or not, start having the conversation so that you can begin the growth and begin the opportunity to grow in awareness and knowledge for yourself. You've got to be able to stand on a relationship with God for yourself because when eternity comes, whatever it looks like, whatever you believe, you will be there. Yeah. Without yeah. us yeah. <laughs> to stand there with you and defend your faith for you, so learn. Do you feel? I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. That's actually the that's the last point. That's that's the end of the episode. Uh, I know it's crazy, right? It's been an hour. Oh my god! <laughs> that's why <laughs> it's crazy. That's that's literally 
like that's this and this is not the end of the conversation yeah. this is why this is just only a speck yeah. of what really needs to go in depth but i promise you you've you've all hit it on the nail mm-hmm. as to what these students and these people who watch this show mm-hmm. need to understand and start the grunt work because this this is not going to end this is a yeah. continuous conversation and before we end officially i would love to see like what's one thing you would like to say to the people pertaining to this conversation and we can start with you, Miss Liv. For sure. I think I just said it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you sure did. Humble yourself. That was actually a theme that rose up. When we come into these conversations, we don't ever have to act like we know everything. Yeah. I've learned so many things from these beautiful people here, and we've had so many things in common that yeah. we've said. Yeah. Regardless of if our points of origin or our points of um our points where we established our advice on originated in the same place and so i would just invite you to remember to grow as you come into conversation with others by seeing what you can learn from them and what you can add to the conversation because you do you know some things don't let anybody look down on you because of how old you are Mm. you know some things so speak it speak it confidently and then listen amen yeah um my main thing is just um, allow yourself to be at a place where you can learn to listen. Yes. Learn to listen. Be, 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 be slow to speak, but quick to listen. Mm. I tell everybody around me, I, I do not want to be a fast talker. I would rather hear your perspective out in full and ask the necessary questions. That way I'm affirmed in what I'm hearing before I just respond. And so... Um, I think settings like this are just amazing. I encourage everybody to, you know, in the church world, we call this a small group. Mm-hmm. Um, allow yourself to be in a predicament and um, a place where your perspective can be challenged. It's healthy. Yes. yes. It's um, healthy. And that's something yes. I think needs to happen more, especially for Christians. Mm-hmm. They like the They like the challenge of perspective from other Christians, mm-hmm. but start to talk to people who are a little bit different than you you have to really find yourself in a place where it's like whoa I never saw it like that didn't see this like that and so you know I learned something from you today you know I learned something from you today and so it's just you know it's a very serious thing you know learn to just listen and go from there take notes and you know don't be afraid of the challenge Um, I guess to wrap up my wrap up would be follow your love, what makes you feel loved, what makes you feel empowered, what makes you feel good, follow what reduces fear for you. And that's gonna that may be something different for everyone. If it but if it makes you a more loving person, more compassionate person, more connected person, you're probably on the right track. Um, and then I would also say just, you know, in general, leave fear behind. You have nothing to be afraid of. You're divinely connected. You're divinely protected. Um, you are always moving towards your highest good. And anything that tells you otherwise is should be, you know, thoroughly assessed. So, yeah. So that's, and thank you all for tuning in. This was episode five, The Unconquerable, Because We Believe So. And we're out. See y'all next time. Hey, out. Thank y'all. Man, I feel like I was made for it. I feel like I was